Welcome to the Power Up Yourself podcast. I'm Ashley, your new best friend. I'm just your average girl who followed what society said to do and lost myself in the process. I'm on a mission to show women that they too can find your voice and be authentic. Just know you're not alone and I'm here to prove it. In weekly episodes, I will share how I have learned to find my voice, find myself, and love life in the process. Now let's get to the sweet and spiciness of life. Welcome to Power Up Yourself Podcast. I'm Ashley LaBute, your podcast host, and I'm totally grateful that you're here. This is the 10th episode, and I am so excited. We have hit double digits. Woo. So this episode means a lot to me. It is about compulsive eating, binge eating. Was my favorite thing growing up. Like, I loved it. So let's get to it. So growing up, I'd say about the age of four, I essentially turned to food and would just, I just love food. Food was my friend. I used it to cope with stuff. Whenever I was in trouble or I just wanted to escape, I would always go take food and hide in my room and just go eat it. And I didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. I mean, when you're that young, you really don't know. You kind of just like eat the food and you're like, huh, that feels really good. It was numbing my feelings because I knew I was getting a hit from it now that I look back at it. And it was not healthy. I essentially would go take the food, eat it in my bedroom, throw the wrappers behind my bed because in my addict mind, I thought that if you could not see the wrappers, you didn't eat the food. Or I would go steal chips. And then I would leave a couple chips or crackers or anything because if there was a couple left, those calories didn't count. None of the calories I ate because I didn't eat the whole thing. Like this was a messed up process because that is not normal. Yes, the calories, whatever you put in your mouth, even if it's just one cracker, there is calories to it. But in my addict mind, I was like, no, there's nothing. No one will ever know, which that's a complete lie. So I remember as a kid going to my grandparents' house and them being like, we went to the, my cousin and I actually went to the corner store and we got like these mystery bags. And when we got back, there was actually candy in them. And my grandpa actually took the candy away from me and told me, you don't need that. You're overweight. Whereas my cousin, she got to keep it. And like that, I still remember that memory and it's really sad that I do, but it's okay. It's part of my journey in life. So even later on in life, like the thing is, is that people don't tell you is that when you eat these foods and everything and like you didn't want to eat them all or like you start getting a stomach ache, I'd rather have the stomach ache than deal with issues because to me, that's so much easier, but in reality, it isn't. It's just what I know is when you say, Hey, I'm not going to have those things. And then you actually have them. You're actually putting yourself in a shame spiral and like, you're really upset with yourself and then you're just battling that. So it becomes a very, very toxic environment. So later in life, when I was like, I think even in middle school, like fifth or sixth grade, not middle school, elementary school, my parents actually brought me to a dietitianist to tell me what to eat, which is very traumatizing when you're a kid and you're the only one in your class going on a diet. 
And then that same thing, it kept happening in, in middle school. And I was on the South Beach diet. Lots of stuff. I was on Jenny Craig. I was even also put into a boot camp class with a Navy SEAL as the instructor. And that's what I did at six o'clock in the morning in the summer is I went to boot camp and I had a personal trainer when I was in middle school because that was all totally normal. So because of that, I actually learned that, hey, I can try to out train a bad diet, which put me into another spiral because it was kind of sickening because I used to go to the gym, do an hour of cardio, but it was only considered cardio if I could burn a thousand calories according to my watch. And yeah, not healthy. And then I would go to CrossFit at night and then I would go to MMA after that. No wonder my body is stressed because I've done a lot of crazy stuff with it. Um, so learned about exercising with bad eating. So there's that. When I did Jenner Craig, it was all a game to me because it was like, hey, if I lose this weight, every single week I went in there and I lost weight, I got to put these little stones in this jar. And I was so excited to do that. And then once you hit your weight, then you had to maintain and stuff. And you got to eat your own stuff. But once I hit the my weight, my game was done. I just did it because it was a game. So I would always say I'm really good at losing the weight if there's a reward. But once it's done, I just put it back on. I just want that reward. I just want something to go to achieve. It's like the achiever side of me. So uh, I actually hit rock bottom probably it's February 2020. And I was going to my sister's sister-in-law's wedding and I was at my sister's house getting ready. And I remember putting on Spanx and I was like, I was just pissed, frustrated, everything. I literally broke down. I'm like, I cannot live my life like this. Like, this is ridiculous. I am the worst I've ever been. I don't feel anything. Like, I could have not told you who I was. And I didn't know who Ashley was at all. But uh, so through the years, I started doing work on myself. And it's funny because every time someone tells you, hey, you need to lose weight and stuff, they're like, just count your calories. The thing is, I can count my calories really well. I can tell, I can do all the macros. I can do all of that stuff. I can go work out and stuff. But that's not my issue. My issue is, and I've been saying this for years, even before it was popular, was that a lot of it is mental. It's, I am not mentally right. Like, it's because I was using it as a coping mechanism. I wasn't just using it for fun. I was using it not to feel stuff. And I didn't even know what I wasn't trying not to feel because I was just so used to it and so accustomed to it. So... It's funny, once that happened, I started going to therapy. I actually started going to a 12-step group. And when I went to the 12-step group, I learned that it's essentially, it's just like alcohol, that uh, when you have any form of addictions, any type of addiction, so scrolling social media, we'll say sex addiction, food, any drugs, any type of addiction, working too much and anything. If you have an addiction, you are no better than someone that is doing drugs, 
people will say it is, just some are socially acceptable and some aren't. Food actually is socially acceptable. You might not look the way that you're not, but that's okay. So going to the 12 step, 12 step group, I've actually found people that understood me because for so many years I was so misunderstood and people would not understand me. Like my parents were always just like, you can just lose the weight you lost before. Why can't you keep it off? And like, that's frustrating. And then you go sit in there shaming yourself being like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Like I'm a failure. So then you're just telling yourself all these negative things. And it's like, I had to teach myself how to build myself up. I had to learn to not judge myself by what I look like and how much I weigh and the number on the scale. Like the scale is a liar. I say most of the time because you also have muscle, but you can get your muscle red. But there could be someone that is overweight and a lot of their blood work will come back in normal range. And then there can be people that are of normal weight and their blood work won't. So a lot of it comes down to like the blood work. So for many years, I dealt with my addiction and had to build myself up of who am I? What do I like to do? And not use the food and actually feel my feelings to actually get into my body. So some of the ways that I would actually do that is I would start doing embodiment practices and learning who I am and being more authentic to myself. And the thing is, is it was funny. It like randomly one day it came up to me was like, Hey, I'm a people pleaser. And I just like to essentially uh, please people. And I didn't know that was an issue until I was talking to my therapist and she made me read this book. And there's a correlation with uh, people pleasing and uh, compulsive eating. It is because when you are a perfectionist, you're doing everything for other people. You're not doing anything for yourself. You're using all of your energy for other people. And because you're so exhausted and you're so upset with yourself because, hey, I haven't done anything for myself. You're essentially disconnected. I'm going to disconnect myself more and I'm going to go to food. Or we can also do the perfectionist because, hey, I have to be perfect for society. I need to have this six-pack abs, tight butt, toned body and everything. And when you don't have that, you shame yourself for it and try all the diets and stuff and whatnot. And that's not even good. There's just so much going on with society and it's a lot better now. Like I can tell you, I struggled so much with having a butt and thighs and like, I'm totally grateful for Kim Kardashian because she, I feel like Kim Kardashian and JLo are the ones with like, who made like the butt and thighs popular. So grateful for that, but it's just been a journey. And yes, I have my ups and downs, but I'm more aware of it. And I have the complete compassion for anyone that deals with this, that if they're a compulsive overeater, a binge eater, because you don't want to feel something, you're dealing with something. It's essentially when you're compulsive eating and binge eating, you're going to be avoidant, very avoidant. And then you can see where you're avoidant in other areas of life. Because let me tell you, when you realize that, that is a huge reality check because I would always say I'm misavoidant over here. I have so many things to protect myself and probably has hindered me from accomplishing a lot in life. 
but it has got me this far. I have used food as a protection for me. And it's quite funny because I don't know where it was, but where I saw some, saw this, but when uh, you eat all the food and like you put fat on your body, essentially it is to like show that you want to be further away from like people and other objects because you don't feel safe. And I heard that and I was like, well, that's weird. No, I like being around people. But like certain people, like they trigger you and I don't want to be around them or I'm in uncomfortable situations. And those are the times where I'm like, I can't remove myself, but how can I remove myself? And to me, it's eating food. So if anyone is going through that, like I have complete compassion. It is, I say, it is not all down to counting your calories or tracking all of that. It's you have to know what's best for you. And you have to work on it mentally. A lot of it is mental. Because if you're not mentally there, it's not going to work. Because you can sit there and go to the gym and everything. And you can lose 50 pounds. But in a year, if you didn't do the mental work, it's going to come all right back to you. And I mean, I still struggle with it. And that's okay. I have to give myself grace. If I mess up, if I have food that and start binging, I have to be compassionate towards myself. I can't sit here and shame myself because of that, because it's just going to throw me down a bigger rabbit hole. And then it'll make me want to binge more and binge more. And that's not what I want to do. I need to actually feel the feelings. I have to actually sit there and be like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? And it's kind of funny because the other night I was out with friends and I stopped and got popcorn. And I was just going through this popcorn so fast, it just triggered me. And I, I, I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to be rude and stuff. But like, my friends were saying, uh, I'll say they were attacking me, but they weren't, they were just joking around. But to me, I felt attacked and my body was like, oh, shit, this is really uncomfortable. Even though you can, I can get really defensive back to help protect myself. I literally was just going to that popcorn. I mean, I was taking handfuls and just shoving it in my mouth. And I'm like, when I got home, I was like, that was not healthy. Like I, my body was scared. And what it what came down to was like, they were hitting wounds and was bringing up stuff back from my past that I haven't gone through. And that's scary. When you don't go through stuff and it comes back up, it sucks. But at the same time, it is a blessing because it's shedding light on where you need to put more work on and where in your past that you haven't realized you thought you worked through and you really haven't, that you need to take a couple minutes, sit down and actually feel it, process it. Because the thing is, is there's a lot stored in our body and you need to get it out. Your body does not forget stuff and you need to work through stuff. It's scary, but it's worth it in the end. So I want to thank you for listening. And if you are a binge eater or a compulsive eater, you're not alone. There are support groups. There are people out there to help you. And if you need to, you can even message me. Like you're not in this by yourself. And I am truly grateful for everyone.
listening to this episode. Until next time. Thank you so much for coming on this sweet and spicy journey with me. If you love what you learned, please share it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you. Remember that you are not alone and are meant for more. Talk to you next time.